From Hagerstown, Maryland, the Associated Builders and Contractors at Cumberland Valley bring you a new episode of their podcast. Good morning, everybody, and uh, we're very, very lucky this morning. Uh, we are going to be talking about the subject of what ABC membership is, what it looks like, um, and why others out there might want to be part of ABC. And uh, maybe for the members of ABC, you might pick up on a few things that uh, you might not be taking advantage of. So we're very, very fortunate this morning that we have with us today our 2022 uh, ABC Cumberland Valley Chair, Herb Sandifer. And we also have our uh, 2021 chair, Brooke Wenger, which also happens to be the national ABC uh, Young Professional of the Year for 2016. So we're very excited to have them here this morning. All right, everybody, calm, calm down, please. Calm down, calm down. I know this is exciting. So, Herb, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit, give us a quick introduction of who you are and who you work for? Yes, good morning. I work for Waynesboro Construction Company Incorporated, and I am Executive Vice President. And I've had the pleasure and experience, certainly, of being there for 38 years now. Um, started out as a estimator project manager, kind of came up the ranks and uh, vice president. And uh, since, I guess, about 86, I've been executive vice president. And uh, it's been quite a trip. So, uh, yeah. Proud to be a member of ABC and uh, to serve the board. And welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, what about Brooke? You want to give us a quick introduction of uh, who you are? Sure. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Brooke Winger. I represent Triad Engineering. We are a multidisciplinary engineering firm based in the Mid-Atlantic region. I've been with Triad since 2007, and I am in the business development role. Uh, when I first came to Triad, I had no idea what ABC was, but was asked to join a meeting more in the programs and fundraising capacity because I enjoy doing uh, hosting and organizing events. So that was my first step into ABC, and I've had a glorious journey through my career along with ABC and have been honored to serve locally at the Cumberland Valley chapter as well as with my engagement at the national level. So. Awesome. Now, you kind of touched on it, Brooke, um, but I always like to hear how did people really get introduced into ABC um, and tell us a little bit more about how you uh, got voluntold, maybe, uh, that you were going to participate with ABC. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So uh, my stepdad is the owner of Callus Contractors. He was or he is a past chairman of the board. He knew that I had um, some extracurricular activities, um, mainly through a women's softball league where I was running a pretty decent sized fundraising uh, money bonanza. So the chapter was looking for something different to potentially make some funds. Um, so he asked me, hey, why don't you come to this meeting? It's for ABC. And I said, okay, what's ABC? So I showed up. And very quickly was asked to, hey, why don't you help run a bonanza for us? So how did that go? Well, 
I think, I mean, it had some growing and learning pains, but I think that it was pretty successful. Um, we tried to maintain it um, through the years. Unfortunately, COVID kind of reared its ugly head and we're hopeful that we'll be able to bring it back. Um, I think that it's something that it's really easy to engage our members um, as well as potential members, as well as family members. So it's something that we're prideful of at the chapter level. Awesome. And uh, I will say Brooke is still very involved in the uh, in the planning and, and uh, production of that event. So if anybody uh, is already excited, um, when we have our Money Bonanza next year, you want to make sure that you come out because uh, you get to meet Brooke. And uh, Herb, uh, so tell us a little bit about your introduction into ABC. How did you find out about ABC? Well, I go back uh, late 70s, early 80s. I guess my first introduction was Gail Guyton from uh, Morgan Keller. And I was working civil engineering design at the time, and I would see Gail in Frederick uh, quite often, and our firm actually joined ABC then, uh, not Waynesboro Construction, the firm I was with. But, uh, and then I've had the pleasure, I'm sitting here looking at our board members and chairman, and uh, I can't go down all of them, but Gail was one of them. Next to him is Bill Dutton. I work for Bill at Blake Builders, and of course, Blake Builders was an incubator for George Stone and Al Miller. Uh, myself sprouting out of there going to Waynesboro but um, yeah so I've had the pleasure of working for under with and uh, experience Johnny Barr and I have been friends for you know 40 years so it's it's that kind of thing that I look at when I look at ABC that there's a history and uh, you know just having that experience of being touched by individuals learning from their experience you got to be a sponge as a young guy, I was 30 years old, I guess, seeing Gail Guyton and Bill Dutton, uh, my father-in-law, Bob Brown. So it's that type of thing that brings the history of ABC, and I, I rely a lot on that. that. That means a lot to me. So interestingly, as I hear stories about ABC, you know, another question that comes to mind is, uh, can you imagine or would you want to imagine running your business or taking part in your business not being a member of ABC? Do you think you would be where you are today or your businesses would be uh, not necessarily as successful, but the ease of operations would be there and that you would have that knowledge that you just talked about, Herb? Um, you know, can you imagine not having ABC? Well, as I thought this morning about our topics, um, it's obviously a very uphill battle to go out and start a construction company these days. And I say these days, over the last three decades, I've seen people go out and come back. Um, so it is not an easy thing. And the help of ABC, I believe, and the backing and the support that we've gotten over the years. And, you know, we go back to 1899 under different ownerships. 1958 under Waynesboro Construction. So you weren't there in 1899, were you? <clears throat> no, but okay. there are days when I wish I was <laughs> because it's so much simpler back then, I think. <laughs> although today's technology is helping. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough road, and I think everybody can use all the support they can get out there. And, uh, do you think, uh, Brooke, do you think that being part of ABC has helped you to grow professionally? You know, through 100%. Your... 100%. And I thought about this, too, as Herb kind of alluded to. Thinking about ABC uh, professionally and personally and what it's done for me, has completely helped craft my career. It's taken me places that probably weren't really a, a foresight for me. 
Um, would I think that I would be going to national events? And as you mentioned, you know, I was honored to be awarded the National Profession- Young Professional of the Year. That was never on the horizon for me. And when that happened, it was really something to be able to bring it back to our little like Western Maryland operation. Um, but it really opened up so many doors for me. And I, I am so grateful for it. And everything that I get to experience, I'm always in my mind very conscious about I have to pay that forward. And ABC enables me to do that. Awesome. Um, and even as a, as a staff member for ABC, I'm I'm amazed. I remember when I interviewed for the job, I interviewed with the entire board. And I remember sitting there and, and looking at all the decision makers, the influential people um, that were sitting in that room and realizing that even for myself, um, if nothing else, I, I would get the opportunity to learn from all of those individual people. And some people get scared of, of being an employee of a nonprofit or working for a board. Um, I think it's one of the most wonderful things in the world because you have all of those different people uh, to uh, to pull from and to pull knowledge from. Um, although we don't go all the way back to 1899, um, we probably do go back into the 60s. Um, you know, people that started working in the 60s through now. And with that being said, and the amount of information um, that is available and, and insight that is there, um, it, it's a pretty amazing uh, it's a pretty amazing organization. Uh, Brooke touched on uh, kind of you know what doors have been opened for her. Um, and I think it's important that we spend just a few minutes as we're talking about ABC membership. It's not that a business can't be successful without ABC. But with ABC, there are so many doors that just might open for you. Um, you have to be present in order for that door to open. I mean, you can't go through a door unless you're standing in, in front of it. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a good segue, I guess, also into talking about ABC as a national organization and some of the events and the things that are out there. Uh, Brooke, You've participated over the past six or seven years that I've been here in a lot of national events. Can you give us a little bit of insight about what it's like to go to a national event and maybe what you get out of that? Sure. Um, I'll start by saying that my absolute favorite, all-time favorite, is going to what is now known as convention and seeing on the floor all of the competitors that are there to represent their skilled trades. There is just nothing like being down there and like, it's electric, the vibe, the people that are there cheering them on, who they're representing, they're representing themselves, they're representing their company. So that's by far my favorite um, involvement. So I'll stop you for a second. For anybody listening that is thinking, you know, hey, what what is this? Every year, ABC National has this event um, that is our national skills competition. And that skills competition uh, across the country, all 69 chapters, uh, they have local skills competitions and the winners from those local skills competitions have the opportunity to go national. So when they go national, not only one, it's almost always in a really cool location. We've been in Long Beach, we've been in Florida, we're gonna be in San Antonio this year, but there's two to 300 craftspeople across 23 different trades, I think roughly, Um, that are competing to say, I'm number one in what I do. And to watch that and see that is what Brooke is is referring to. Um, It's a pretty awesome sight. And I'll go back to Brooke now. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. Um, And I think that something else that's made uh, an impression for me 
um, from a political standpoint, I've never touted myself as being like the political junkie. But when we do the legislative conference, which has been held in D.C. in June, of course, minus COVID, um, being able to go there and actually be on the floor and have the ear of your representation. And that was really eye opening for me. Um, specifically, I remember the first time we went, we took our young professionals group from the Cumberland Valley chapter and we had a, a small contingent of young professionals that we went into the doors and there they were sitting and we had one on one conversations with them. So that was really something that, again, never would have guessed that would have been in my path, but there it was. So I think that that's something that we should all be taking advantage of as well. Awesome. Um, you know, and kind of jumping back to Herb for a moment, um, Herb, what's your favorite thing to do with ABC every year? What, what is your one thing that you, know, you think, this is what I like to do with ABC? Well, I'm not a big golfer. And I didn't make it this year, but that is one of the things up there with that one would be the skeet shooting. Okay. Now, that's the fun stuff. Yep. But I thought about also the important stuff, and that's seeing our apprentices come to us from the ABC and make a career. And guys that came in at 18, 19 years old, and are there at 30 and 40 years old, and they got families now. And seeing that growth, that's probably the participation that I would say that's that's right up there with the fun stuff so I, I think for me um, as a staff person probably my my favorite event is graduation um, watching to that point watching those students that came in in year one and you know were kind of confused and not sure exactly where they were going to end up and seeing them come all the way through I've only got to see that this will be my third year of seeing students all the way through the process and uh, it, it, it is really cool to see that. And again, for anybody that's listening that maybe is saying, what are they talking about? We run, uh, as part of ABC Cumberland Valley, we operate the Bar Construction Institute, which is our apprenticeship program. And that apprenticeship program currently has around 200 students in it. Um, and we're continuing to grow to help to try to fill the, uh, uh, the shortage that we have across the United States, but specifically in our region. And the key thing about that is so many people don't understand how big of a deal it is to be able to have a career in construction. And it's a career, not a job. And as well, that it is a life-sustaining wage. Um, and one of the stories I've written about it, um, I don't think I've ever talked about it, but we had a student that was getting ready to graduate at 20 years old. He had went to Votech um, and in our region, we participate with the Votex, so the construction trades and many of those Votex are actually our classes. So those students get to then, when they graduate, come into our program in year two or three, depending on the Votech that they went to. So this student already had two years, came to us in year three, was graduating um, at 20 years old, and uh, I overheard him talking about moving, and I said, hey, did you get your, get your first apartment or something? And he just kind of looked at me, and he said, no, I bought my first house. At 20 years old, he bought a house. He had a nice-looking truck. He was getting ready to get married. He's now, you know, he has a house. He has a truck. He's married. He has a young one on the way. And that's the American dream. And so to what you guys are alluding to, um, I, I think that is probably my favorite thing is to watch that actually happen and to see these students come from 18 years old to 20, 24 years old. And occasionally we get somebody that comes in at 50, 
and they're leaving at 54 and they now have that American dream. And so it, it doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter uh, what race, what sex, any of those things, you have an opportunity here to make a really good wage. Um, and I'm starting to sound like a salesperson, but it th that's what it is that we do. Um, so, you know, as we try to bring podcasts with different scenarios about management and how to get people involved, I thought it was important that we cover today you know, what is it that we do? Why are we doing this? Why are we trying to get this information out there? So, Herb, anything else on your on your favorite events? Um, I guess I'm certainly looking forward to San Antonio this year since I missed out on Florida on circumstances. But, um, yeah, the Crest Championships and seeing all that come to play and uh, seeing these young guys and gals out there competing. So in your company, in Waynesboro Construction, um, how many of the folks that are still involved with your company came through the ABC program, do you think? Over the years, um, I would say probably 10, 15. Yeah. And total size of the company? We're in the field, we're around 50, 55. And so in, in, a, good, in a good time. We've had a couple retire this year, but uh, we're looking to build it back up. And, so you're 20, I'm doing quick math, you're 25 or 30 percent. Yeah. have come through the program and are still there today. Most of them, yes. Um, and when you talk to those folks, how do they feel about ABC? What, what are their thoughts? Well, it's trying to build the, uh, the youngsters into the ABC program, and that's kind of going back into the history, how things have changed that I've seen on the horizon from the 70s, 80s to now. <clears throat> and it's the same old kind of pull that the young people have. I'm too busy. You know, I, I have this going on, I have that going on, and just balancing, keeping the balls in the air. And I look back and I say, somehow I did it with three children and, you know, activities and boards and all that. But it, it's a little different uh, trying to convince, I guess, to step forward. Uh, if, uh, yeah, I, I think it's harder. And at Triad, now you guys are an engineering firm, so you do a lot of different site engineering and, and different aspects of engineering. Um, so we don't have an apprenticeship program for engineering yet. Maybe someday we will. Um, but uh, just within your company, uh, what kind of support do you have? How many people within the company know about ABC and are involved in some way, shape, or form? So we are currently at about 160 employees across five states. So I can speak uh, to my team that's really near, you know, where I'm mainly covering um, I would say that everybody knows what ABC is because I talk about it all the time internally. Um, and I'm always like sending, hey, did you see this? Hey, maybe you would be like to engage in this program or hey, here's a safety roundtable coming up because we have our safety representatives um, in each office that, hey, I think you should attend this. So um, to say that every employee within Triad knows exactly what ABC is, what our engagement level is, um, I'd say we're probably 50-50. Um, and I think that one of the benefits uh, to having me engaged and also our CEO is a past chairman of the board. So it really started at the top down um, for Triad specifically. Um, and now that Cumberland Valley chapter has a partnership with the West Virginia chapter, of course we have offices in West Virginia. So being able to extend everything into another state where maybe we hadn't focused before has been a benefit. Um. Do you guys think that your the businesses and, and specifically your employees 
even the ones that don't know about ABC? Do they get a benefit from your company being part of ABC? What do you guys think? I definitely think there's a benefit for every employee that chooses to engage. Like it's it's the same story. You can send them all the information, you can provide the opportunity, but they have to initiate the engagement. So the potential of a benefit is 100% there. It's whether or not they choose to accept it. Um, but I will say too, we haven't talked about this yet, but one of the big things I think for Triad, even though being an engineering firm, um, as with every other company in this industry, safety has become the absolute forefront of every company. And last year we were using the STEP program through ABC National for the first time in our history, um, and we've been around since 1975, that we were able to achieve our STEP um, level through the national organization. So that was a big deal for us um, coming as you know an engineering firm, but we've used the ABC model through the safety program. So you know, and, and kind of where I was headed with that. So even the employees that maybe don't even know who ABC is or are involved in ABC are, are, uh, are benefiting because your company is participating in a safety program, which hence hopefully, you know, helps you to grow and make your safety program even more awesome than what it already is. Waynesboro Construction is part of the accredited quality uh, contractors as well as a step participant. Um, so, you know, kind of my question is, do you think those participation and those types of things from a company standpoint ultimately benefit all of your employees um, because you might get more business, you're going to be safer, you're going to send everybody home, all of those things. And it's kind of a loaded question, but, you know, what are your thoughts on, on what you've been able to gain through those programs and those things that are out there? I'd say there's a direct and an indirect. I would say directly, obviously, the safety part of it is, you know, a great thing for us. Indirectly, <clears throat> while a guy might not see it in our field, we know in our office when we put proposals and qualification statements in, our owners, our developers are definitely right up there with number one, how's your safety program? Because they're aware of the news, and it's never good news when there's an accident everybody reads that and we hope to promote the good news that we are safe and we are and we are safe out there and you know we we try to differentiate ourselves by doing that um, promoting that and yes it does get to the guys in the field hopefully through one another you know it trickles down from management supervisors foremen and I expect these guys to be reprimanding each other in the field. Hey, hard hat, you know, safety glasses, because that prevents the OSHA visitations. And they know we're trying to be safe. And I think we are in the eyes of OSHA, you know, right up there with most everybody. So, And again, for those that might be listening and, and uh, listening in and, and not part of ABC, you know, the STEP program uh, is a program through National ABC that allows you to submit your safety program and then you kind of score in different levels and even if you score at a lower level it gives you a roadmap um, and it gives you that roadmap so that you can move your way to the next level and then on to the next level and really our goal through ABC National as well at the local level is uh, we want all of our members to have uh, this world-class safety program so that we ensure that our members are the safest that are out there and, and we're able to say that. I'm not looking at it, but I believe the number is, you know, our step uh, participants that are 
I think silver or gold in higher are 735% safer than what non-participants are that are out there. So we are leading the way as ABC and your two companies are right there um, leading that charge, trying to make sure that everybody out there, because ultimately um, all of the construction companies that are out there across the United States all compete with each other. But the one thing that we should never be competing on is safety. We're all working together to try to make each other safer. So one of the other benefits of ABC membership is uh, we have a safety committee and that safety committee is where safety professionals can come and once a month we have a topic and we also have a meeting and those safety professionals get to interact with each other, network with each other and talk about what's going on out on the job sites. Um, so ultimately, you know, if someone else has a problem or they run into an issue, they bring that to the group and now the whole group can learn from what that issue was and it helps us to continue to grow our, our safety culture. Um, Herb, you also talked earlier, I keep going back to your 1899 comment, um, but you had said, you know, at one point, hey, I kind of wish, you know, I would have been around in 1899 because things were so much easier. There weren't as many regulations. There wasn't as much paperwork. Uh, you didn't have 4,000 emails coming in a day, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Periscope, uh, whatever the, the newest thing out there, Snapchat. Um, I'm not even sure what Snapchat is, to be honest. But anyhow, you didn't have all of these things happening. And uh, so one of the things, you know, the question that's not uh, that we didn't talk about earlier is what do you guys think about technology today in construction? Where are we headed with technology? Is it something that uh, we should be paying attention to if you're still doing things with pen and paper? Are you going to make it? What are your thoughts on technology? Well, it's it's been forefront in our company, um, and you really don't realize that once you've spent 30-some years in the business. You just kind of keep, at times, working harder later. And believe me, when I see the young guys coming in and you just say, they got, they got to work smarter, and the only way to do that is through the technology. And, you know, I get it from our young guys, you know, why are you doing it that way? You know the keyboard starts typing and oh I didn't I didn't know that but you know for me I'm still used to a paper set of plans I gotta have them for the younger guys they got a 60 inch monitor and they're very comfortable because they started at age 12 doing all this yes. technology so they're they're out there and uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it because you know I remember the the all nights at the office and I don't do that anymore but you know that was working harder Yes. And maybe it turned out to be smarter, but so far we've done pretty good that way. But I think it's a turn, and we're certainly on top of technology, and there's a whole lot out there. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, and uh, um, Brooke and I come from the same time period, and uh, I, I, was, you know, I think that time period is kind of unique. But when I started into the workforce, the company that I started for, uh, we, even the managers didn't have email. Um, so, you know, you picked up the phone, you made a phone call, you went and visited somebody, you know, we didn't have that ability. It wasn't until I had been there a few years that email started and that was, you know, tethered to a machine that was in an office that you only went in once or twice a day. And, uh, I, you know, you fast forward uh, from that date, which I won't mention um, until now, uh, because uh, Brooke and I are both 25 still, <laughs> but 
you fast forward to now and you think about the amount of information that we process in a day and the type of types of things that we do and how we consume information. And I think that's the biggest thing. Why are we doing a podcast right now um, opposed to writing an article or sending something out? Because this is one way that people can interact with us, listen to us uh, without, you know, while they're driving, while they're running, while they're walking the dog, whatever it happens to be. Um, so we're participating in that. But Brooke, you know, how, what do you think about technology and, and what's to come? Well, I, you can't not pay attention to it because businesses are not operating the way they used to and it's changing ever so quickly. And we have yet to touch on this whole workforce shortage, but if you're not staying up on technology, you're not recruiting that next generation because Herb, you mentioned it, that's what they know. They started it when they were probably in the womb, right? So you have to pay attention to it and you have to be on top of it. If nothing else, like just you, you wanna work smarter, not harder and you want to fill those seats with whoever's coming up next and if you're not in the the technology game you're definitely getting left behind so you said workforce shortage do we have one of those <laughs> is there is there a workforce shortage uh what do you guys think there's a bit of a workforce shortage. yes yes <laughs> i was just reading the figures the other day about what abc has put out national about the shortage of workers in the next five years even and believe me you know, we run ads all the time. We try to try to hit all the influenced media that we can get, and um, it, it's really, really tough. Yeah. What about Triad? Oh, same, same. I mean, you're trying to differentiate yourself, like, because everybody is hiring, and you don't. It, it cannot come down to the dollars and cents, like people throwing a little bit more money. It's really about promoting your culture because I feel like that's the way that you're recruiting people and retaining people. Um, it, it's, it's just everybody's got to, we're hiring. So now let me ask a question. Um, everybody is competing really for that same group of people. Every industry has this problem. Um, we have currently, and again, I'm not looking at it, but somewhere in the neighborhood of about 600,000 jobs um, that are, or 600,000 workers that we're short right now just in the construction industry across the United States. We expect that to grow exponentially over the next few years. Um, so every company is trying to make themselves stand out. And uh, uh, in our last podcast with uh, Sydney Jakes, we talked a little bit about how do you make your company stand out. But here's a little, maybe, a little secret uh, for ABC members, and if anybody's listening that's a construction company that's not a member, you should give us a call. Um, but when you're putting those ads out there, don't be afraid to put out there that you are uh, you know, a part of ABC and what those benefits are, um, because that culture of growth and, uh, and opportunities um, and there's different ways you can word that. And again, for ABC members, if you you know are thinking about that, give me a call. We can we can work our way through that and help you to come up with something. But that might be that one thing, um, as well as uh, you know, for all the ABC members that are out there, when it comes to making sure that you have that ultimate package, um, there's also discount programs through ABC National and uh, by being a member of ABC that you can pass on to your employees. Um, that's not a great selling point necessarily of why you should be an ABC member, but it's something that you get along with it and you should be taking advantage of it and making sure when you are interviewing and you know, you're trying to make yourself stand out, make sure you're highlighting all of those things. It should be part of your, 
employee manual so that everybody knows I get these discounts. And when it comes down to it, once you get that person on board and they understand that, um, uh, you know, that they get a, uh, 15% discount on their Verizon bill, um, that can be significant for a family of three. And that might be just enough to keep them from going down the road or going over to the next guy for, you know, 50 cents more an hour because they're getting this benefit and you get it as an ABC member for, you know, at, as part of your membership. Um, so we didn't really touch on that either, but that's you know one more thing you can add to your arsenal when you're trying to, trying to hire people. Um, what other thoughts do you guys have about how do you attract people? How do you make people understand that the construction industry is such an awesome industry to be involved in? Well, <clears throat> I, I would say probably it's upon us as management to convince, educate, uh, introduce the young people that we see coming forward. Although it is fewer, it seems like, that want to come in. Um, but once we get them, we certainly try to retain them because it's, it's, it's hard when you train somebody for two years and watch them leave. Uh, and, Absolutely. And, you know, that, that's been, you know, you see it come and go. Uh, I've had guys get hired, go down the road for more pay, come back, you know, start a family. Changes the whole concept of, yeah, you were right. You know, I need to be closer to home, close to my kids, close to my family. And I think if you call it differentiation, we like to say we're kind of a family company. And, you know, we take care of I see the guys in the morning when they go out. I see them when they come back in. And it's some days it can be a soap opera, you know, but you got to kind of groom these guys and bring them along. Uh, as they get into their 30s and 40s, they're pretty well mature. But the young guys, you know, I enjoy kind of helping them out. And it's, uh, it's very worthwhile to see them go through the, the training, the education, the growth, maturity. And there's probably 10 different items that, you know, we kind of concentrate on, at least in the back of my head. And they'll walk out the door and I said, maybe I've helped him. And it's awesome. Very rewarding. Yeah. Now, you talked about uh, Waynesboro Construction kind of being a family company. Um, you know, one of the things we don't talk about with ABC often, um, but uh, is that, you know, and I'll ask the question, does ABC and your participation in ABC, has it enhanced, affected your families at all? You know, is there any benefit from your company being part of ABC other than what we talked about a few minutes ago? I mean, you know, some discounts on cell phones and things like that. But is there any real benefit um, to participating with ABC, you know, so um, a small example would be, you know, can you bring your significant other spouse with you and they can now understand and have an appreciation of what this industry is. But I'll turn it over to you guys, Brooke. Yeah, I think that as Herb alluded to Waynesboro being a family company, I really think that ABC is a family organization because it is always open to family participation, whether it be at the local level or at the national level. Like, I think that's one of the things I enjoy is when I do get to go to the national conferences, oftentimes I'm meeting spouses of people that are in the industry that I may have known for years, but they're like, oh yeah, like I brought my family along this time. So that's been a really great experience. Um, and for me personally, having a daughter who's nine years old um, and had the opportunity to bring her to our local skills competition, and she had the opportunity to see one of our young female electrical uh, students 
doing her wiring job and we stood behind her we watched about and we talked through what she was doing being able to share that experience with my daughter um, because I'm all about exposure like I want her to see the world I want her to have every opportunity that anybody else has so having that um, shared experience with my daughter is definitely something that ABC has provided from a family perspective Awesome. And uh, we did, actually, we already signed your daughter up uh, for electrical uh, starting when she's 18. Excellent, so we, excellent. We, we, we took care of that. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Herb? Um, well, let's see. I'll stop you. Yes. I'll tell a story first. Um, and uh, so your wife. You're broken the ice. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Kathy. Yeah. Um, she often tells the story about how, uh, you know, her beginnings into ABC and that was at a very, 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 very young age. And she just couldn't understand why her mom and dad were going to these meetings to learn about the ABCs. Um, and so she learned to know ABC from a young age and was involved. Um, but now I'll turn it over to you. Hopefully I didn't take your whole story. No, no, I, I guess that's a great start. I mean, it, it does get thicker if you want to go further. But, uh, you know, Kathy probably has been more active over the years with programs and you know she sits across the hall from me at the business somehow over the last 20 some years we've gotten along with that <laughs> and are able to and are able to come home and eat dinner together and you know we have our own we, we might have to talk later yeah, we have our own discipline certainly and she has you know her farm and horses stuff and then i scoop poop but anyway um yeah we've just been able to get along and support each other and you know uh, Brian, my son, has come into the business. Of course, Greg and I have been there for, you know, over 30-some years. So having having family is a big support. Um, we're pretty pretty good about it at holidays. We don't talk shop, you know, at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we enjoy each other and go about our business on Mondays. So we, we've talked, you know, in the past 40 minutes, we've, we've talked about what it is to be ABC. We've talked a lot about ABC National. Um, our local chapter, uh, for those listening, you know, it, it was started um, through the national organization as the four individuals that came together to put it together. One of those individuals, Mike Callis, came back uh, here to Western Maryland and said, hey, let's start an ABC chapter here. So we're actually, um, when we talk about history, we're one of the very first chapters back in the 19, uh, late 1950s. And we're still here today and we're still doing apprenticeship and we're still trying to grow and we're still trying to get word out there. Many times I say we're one of the best kept secrets um, and, and you know we hope more and more people are finding out about who we are and what we are. So you get when you become a member, not only do you become a member of that local organization, but you do become a member of the national organization. So you have exposure locally um, to get your uh, your uh, to get your employees trained, whether that be safety uh, in the trades, managerial training, um, time management training, all of those things we offer throughout the year many many times, and it's really at a very reasonable price. Um, you know, one of our goals over the years has been to try to keep the cost of training down so that people can afford to send their employees and get trained. Um, so how would you suggest, and I'll ask a twofold question, how would you uh, suggest an individual get the most out of ABC? And uh, I think I know what that answer is, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. And then secondly, 
what would your advice be to a construction business that's out there that is not a member of ABC? What would your advice be to that company? So, Brooke, why don't you go first? I think that in terms of if you're not a member, um, you need to let us educate you because you don't know what you're missing. Um, because in all this talk that we've just shared, there are so many layers of benefits and maybe it's not a, every single benefit is not going to be good for you and your employees, but there are so many opportunities to take advantage of membership um, benefits that let us educate you, contact us, talk to us, let us share um, testimonials from existing members and how they've benefited from becoming a member. Um, the second fold of your question here, repeat it. So what would you, how would you suggest an individual get the most out of their, uh, out of their membership with ABC? What's, what's the, what's the secret sauce to make sure that you get what you need or what you want? First of all, it's identifying what you hope to get out of the membership. And then I think I already said this before, you have to engage. Like you can't just sign a check and say, Hey, we're a member of ABC Cumberland Valley and then sit back and think that things are just going to fall on your lap. I mean, we try to share everything we can in a strategic way in the way that you choose to be communicated with. But if you, again, don't pick it up and run with it, you're not going to see those benefits. So I think that it is what you make it. Herb, what do you think? Well, to the second part of the question, my answer would be show up. Yeah. What do they say? 90% of life is showing up in any engagement. Um, yeah. You, you, and like I tell my guys, you got to want to. You know, you got to say, I, like Brooke said, you got to want to. You got to identify. And then, like we do in the company, try to market and educate and be proactive in, let's say, a small guy out there that's starting up, subcontractor or GC. Let's face it, they need help. You know, these guys that are going out there working all day, 10 hour days, coming in at night, eight o'clock at night doing estimates and up the next morning doing the same thing. You know, in a way I look back on it and say, do we have it easier? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, we're not, we're not out there toiling, hammer nails and, you know, power nailers climbing up 20 foot ladders and coming back home, maybe getting dinner and then turning out a two or three estimates that night. So, you know, you guys know most of the members that we have, uh, you know, in our chapter. Um, and I'm not asking you to speak for them, but uh, to maybe give, uh, you know, your thoughts on a new new company comes to ABC and they, they join and they're the guy you just or woman that you just described and they're working hard. Are our members willing to, you know, help them out a little bit, tell them, you know, hey, here's here's a direction, you know, give them a little bit of insight during networking and, and you know, when we're having events. How many times have you witnessed uh, something of that nature happening? But, you know, is it a is it a good old boys club or is it a club of people that are eager to help and bring up the next group of contractors and to help people be successful? What are your thoughts on that? I think that it happens all the time. Um, being able to onboard new members and out of the gate, we invite them to a networking event and we're making sure that we're making introductions for them to our current members that might be there or even guests. Um, and I think that being able to make those connections and share stories about what we're all doing um, throughout the industry, 
you start to identify some of the pain points or I have this issue that I'm, you know, sharing with Herb through a conversation and his son Brian's like, oh, well, I came out of IT and I could help you with this. It happens all the time. Like, and it doesn't necessarily come out of a planned experience. Like it's just organic. And I think that our members see that through every event. What do you think, Herb? Um, I guess I think about uh, my conversations a lot. Of course, we're on the phones a lot and emailing a lot with our subcontractors, you know, daily, weekly, monthly. And um, some days it's just all business, you know. Okay, got your bid. Thanks. Talk to you next week. Probably give you a call in a day or two. But a lot of that evolves into a conversation when you have time post-bid, let's say, and you get to chatting about, you know, life and how things are and, you know, this is what I do. Oh, by the way, do you know anybody that, yeah, I know a guy. And that's the thing that, you know, is the more, I guess, comforting, helpful, educational thing that we can do for each other. No, not an old boys club. I, I really think everybody that I've known in this business that is part of ABC has been more than willing to help me come up, you know, as a young guy. Uh, bend over backwards. You mentioned Mike Callish. You know, I'm just looking at the board here again. Um, Johnny Barr, Bill Dutton, uh, Gail Guyton, um, Greg. Um, nobody's ever refused a question, you know. So I think that's that's a support, and um, hopefully we don't get put in that category of the good old boys club. So you got to be able to market it differently. Yes. Um, <laughs> And, you know, one of the other things uh, that ABC has as a whole, ABC National has as well, is the opportunity to uh, participate in peer groups. That's something that uh, we have several members that do participate. But what they'll do is they'll, they'll take, uh, let's say it's an electrical firm and uh, you have 100 employees and you do X amount in revenue every year. They'll look across the country for other companies that fit that same criteria, not competitors of yours and put you in a group so that you have the opportunity to talk through things with them. And some of these have been in existence for years and these folks still do it. You know, once a month they get on a phone call, they talk about what those issues are. So it is invaluable, um, not only to somebody just getting started, but maybe somebody that's been in business and they're going through some growth right now, or uh, they're getting ready to make a transition in their business. It's a family owned business and they're getting ready to transition it. Um, there are many, many resources, and I guess from my end, the biggest thing I can encourage is reach out to one of your board members, reach out to an ABC chapter. If you're outside of our area and you're listening in on this, there are 69 chapters across the United States, so reach out to your local ABC chapter, um, and if you're not sure how to do that, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with that, uh, you know, with that uh, local chapter. So before we kind of jump into the ending part of this, do you guys have anything that we didn't discuss that you'd like to hit on, Herb? Uh, um, given some thought um, about the information we've presented so far, I think it's important to bring forward the support. And I'm sitting here with Brooke and Triad and, you know, looking back on all the, all the consultants we've been with over the years. But this is just a typical example of two ABC members sitting here and how we can support each other. Obviously, you know, we, when we enter a project early on and an owner's bought a piece of ground, because I've had a lot of these happen, that <clears throat> they may buy a piece of ground that is rendered worthless 
If, yep. they, if they didn't hire the right consultant, and it's up to us as a GC a lot of times to say, hey, these are the people you need to talk to. you got an issue here. And some of them can be pretty darn big issues. But there are solutions. And these, like Triad, they have those solutions, and it's just amazing. I mean, it's always been you know, a wonderment of mine to enter a project and you know, have <clears throat> geotechnical problems right out of, right out of the chute. And, uh, you know, it can prolong a project, the owner gets upset, nobody's happy, and so Triad and the consultants can a lot of times engineer that out. So that's kind of how we support each other. You know, right away when you enter a project, you're looking to these guys to come in and say, yep, environmental's good, you know, groundwater's good, because believe me, there's a lot of unforeseens in that first day yep. or two on the site, and some of the owners can't understand that, because out a lot of money for that piece of ground so understood so that's that's a support thing that i i look at not just try it but it's just all across the abc family that we can support each other absolutely yeah. and uh you know it, as we continue to talk what i try to what i'm trying to do is insert also you know here are some of the tools that that we have available and uh, we have several things um uh, we, through ABC, you can go to findcontractors.com and you can look for other ABC members that might fit certain criteria. You can call your ABC chapter, even if you're an ABC member from outside the area and you're doing work in our area or one of our contractors doing work in another area. Contract that ABC, or excuse me, contact that ABC and say, hey, I need an electrical contractor, I need a site engineering, you know, whatever it is that you need, and they will provide back a referral to you. The way we do it here is we will provide a referral to that company as well as we will provide that information back to the people that we referred from our chapter so that they you know, know that they've been that they have been referred. Um, so there are tools that are in place to help and aid with that. Um, but that's something, again, you get with that membership, you get access to all of those things. Brooke? I think that the only thing that I would say, and this is probably very like evident, is that we are so relationship driven. And I'm your competitor today, I'm your partner tomorrow, the next day we're coworkers. Like the industry is just evolving so quickly and there's just so much change with such a shortage of people that if you just have to focus on building the relationships. And I think that quite honestly, for me, ABC is just makes that so easy. So, I mean, I would say if for nothing else, like from a membership perspective, it has just tremendously built our network and has enabled us to build those relationships to be a valued partner and to find the people that we want to do business with. Awesome. And, uh, uh, it just hit me. I've just decided while we're while we're sitting here. I think one of our, uh, from our standpoint at this chapter, uh, one of the things I'll work on uh, maybe a, an article and maybe we can put some people together and we'll have a, a podcast coming up in the future on um, you know that hiring aspect that we were talking about and the relationships that are there um, and. How can we, as the construction industry, stand out and get those people on board and, and kind of process from hiring to retaining those people for our industry? So this is my favorite part. Uh, what is your go-to management book that you 
you know, go back to over and over and over again um, to, to try to, uh, and, and maybe it's a, a set of three, but what is that one book that, you, uh, that you've read over the years and you say, you know what, this is the book that, you know, that I go back to over and over again? Brooke? So I will say that I don't know if you would classify this as a management book, but it is the book that I frequently go back to and have read it multiple times, and it is called Brave, Not Perfect. Okay. Um, Reshma Sajani wrote it. She is the founder of Girls Who Code. Um, she talks so much about how we socialize girls to be perfect and to not be brave. And I think that that's something that maybe really resonates with me. And as I mentioned earlier, having a young daughter and wanting exposure for her to grow up, just being able to step up whatever it is and be brave and be confident and take it on. And so I can't really say that it's a management style book, but it is something that I frequently resort back to because I'm very passionate about getting more females into the industry, providing every opportunity for my daughter, whatever that looks like. So I will say, if you haven't read it, you being a father of a young daughter, I think that it's worth your time. Awesome. Yeah. Herb, what about you? Well, let's see. You've turned me on to John Maxwell. Okay, awesome. I guess I started with him years ago in one of his first books but um drier uh, subject would be uh i was doing my mba and peter drucker had a book called competitive strategy yes and um that, that was a must read while we were going through the our programs but uh, a very dry book but also touched upon differentiation and i don't forget that at all i mean we, we've talked about that today and you can't leave this room or go out and compete in society, you know, we do knock heads with a lot of different GCs and we're all, can all be friends, but you know, differentiation is the big thing. So how do we do that? How do you do it successfully? What, how can you do it that everybody else is not doing the same thing? And that goes back many years, but, um, so yeah, come forward a little bit and I do the daily thing with John Maxwell. Awesome. And I must say the Bible works too. Yes. Um, And you mentioned John Maxwell. I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that uh, over this coming year, um, we're we're putting a lot of John Maxwell content um, available to the members and uh, some to the public. Uh, I'm uh, over the past year went through uh, with the uh, Maxwell group. I'm now a uh, certified disc consultant. And uh, so we can offer disc assessments to your employees, to your, uh, to your business units. And all I can say is, you know, without going into a lot of detail about it, these things are amazing. Um, you can really dial in and see just how uh, how you should be communicating and how to better communicate with your employees and as a group. Um, so we have lots of abilities of different ways that we can uh, do that report. We can do them individually. We can do them as a group. Um, and then we offer some training that goes along with that, but it can make a remarkable amount of difference um, in how you're communicating inner office and office to the field and, and those types of things. So thank you so much guys uh, for coming in and, uh, and joining us today. Um, I know it's a little bit of time out of your day. I hope it's been enjoyable um, and hopefully you know, maybe you'll come back and, uh, and do this uh, again someday. Episode, episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us Amos. Yep. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Have a great day. 
And if you'd like more information about the associated builders and contractors of Cumberland Valley, you can check on our website at www.abccvc.org or give us a call.